You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a boot camp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome to the Course Report Podcast. We are rounding up news from April about the coding bootcamp industry, and we have a ton to talk about. I'm Liz. I'm Lauren. And I'm Imogen. Now remember that we'll publish this podcast along with all of the articles we discuss in our resources section on coursereport.com. It is such a nice day, y'all. It's so pretty outside. The weather is thawing. It's reminding me to remind everyone else that summer is around the corner. So yeah. (laughs) So if you have a summer break coming up, I'm talking to you, teachers, students, university students, um, then a bootcamp can actually be a really great way to fill that time. We've talked to a ton of teachers and students who have done a bootcamp over the summer and gone on to be super successful. We've got a list of the best summer bootcamps on the blog that Lauren put together so check that out is there anything else on your minds yes happy fifth birthday to dev boot camp and congrats to makers academy they just graduated their 500th student awesome in three years that's incredible yeah okay so what are we going to be talking about on this month's podcast so we're going to start with an update on student outcomes reporting like we always do a couple of student experiences were featured in local news and then boot camps are doing a ton to boost diversity in their cohorts, so we will talk about all of those efforts. And along similar lines, there are a few scholarships you should know about, so we'll give you the info on those. Plus, as usual, we'll let you know about the new schools added in your area. And we're answering a question this month from a reader. This is a question that we get all the time about computer science degrees versus coding boot camps and what you may be lacking if you don't do a computer science degree. Yes, so stay tuned for that. Um, But first of all, Liz, you were interviewed for a New York Times article this month, right? Uh, Yeah, did anyone pick up that New York Times Sunday mag a couple weeks ago? Anyone? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Steve Lohr, who writes about boot camps like once a year for the New York Times, um, he did his annual piece on boot camps. It covers the spectrum of options for someone who wants to learn to code. That's anywhere from free programs like Coursera and Udacity to boot camps like he focuses on Galvanize and General Assembly. Actually, one interesting thing that I learned from that article is that General Assembly actually says that their most popular course is programming for non-programmers. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool one to take. In completely unrelated news, there there hasn't been a ton of investment news in April or even in March, really, but... Did y'all see that Neo investment in Holberton School? Yeah, that's so cool. So amazing. Yeah, so Holberton is raising $2.3 million in their next round. And uh, Neo, who is an artist and producer, and because this news came out today, I've literally been listening to Neo for the last 45 minutes, is going to be a part of that investment, which is really cool. There's a TechCrunch article about that. So yeah, check it out. Okay, so let's continue the discussion about student outcomes with some new data that we're seeing from CIRR. 
Yeah, but um, before we get into the nitty-gritty data, um, I just wanted to talk about a CBS piece that talked about the benefits of boot camps releasing outcomes reports. Um, this article highlights a Turing student who found outcomes useful when selecting a boot camp. Mm. She was worried about gimmicky schools and wanted to make sure she got good value for money. Um, and that's why she chose Turing, because they are one of the schools which has joined the Council on Integrity Results Reporting, CIRR, or CIR, which we talked about last month. And Liz is going to talk about that again in a bit more depth shortly. For sure. Great. Well, I mean, it's obviously smart for students to consider outcomes as they're making those decisions on whether or not to choose a coding boot camp. On a broader level, an EdSearch article this month listed the common pitfalls for coding boot camps. So it's actually a really great checklist for any new boot camp who is considering coming into this space. What are what were some of those tips? So number one, it says to make sure that you get the necessary state licensing to run as an alternative education program. Mm -hmm. That's key. Um, Number two, be cautious of the marketing ads um, and student outcome data that you do produce and give out to the public. You don't want students to misunderstand the credentials they receive or, you know, you want to make sure that you can back up your claims for these job placements data. Number three, don't neglect student data privacy and network security safeguards. So the fact that these new boot camps are launching all over the place, um, as a startup, you're really enticing to hackers. So make sure that you have those network security safeguards in place. And then number four, make instruction accessible to students who may have disabilities. So they give a couple of examples of, you know, making sure that you include online resources um, and different things to help that different population. Yeah, we kind of talk about the low, quote unquote, low barrier to entry in this industry all the time. But I think that's really super helpful for new schools that are thinking about getting into Mm -hmm. the space and then also existing schools because it's like sometimes things that you'll have to go back and retrofit. Great. So that's good broad information about student outcomes. A quick SEER update. So SEER outcomes, first of all, are now available on course report school pages, which is exciting. And the SEER group of member organizations has now doubled in size. So I think there are around 30 schools. Dev Mountain did a press release about now being a part of SEER. So, you know, schools are excited to be a part of it. Education Dive also wrote about SEER this month because they've released the first set of outcomes for students who attended boot camps and their partner programs. And in the first half of 2016, the boot camps reported a 92% graduation rate, which is pretty cool. It's pretty high, an 80% in-field placement rate on average, and an average starting salary of $70,412, which is actually way more consistent with the outcomes and demographics that we see in our annual outcomes report um, of actual students. So very cool. The one thing I would caution is you know, not all SEER schools have actually put out reports. Some have just released a statement, so they don't factor into those averages. And, you know, still be very cautious as you're reading outcomes reports, do your research, ask a ton of questions, etc. And, well, we would not be talking about student outcomes if companies didn't actually hire coding bootcamp grads. So this month, Tarlin Ray, who is... Um, He's now the president of Dev Bootcamp. Yeah, yeah. He just got a promotion. That's right. Congrats, so he, he wrote a nice guest post for Recode in April about how forward-thinking companies are actually abandoning traditional hiring biases and opening new tech talent pipelines. Um, he mentions big companies like LinkedIn, Intuit... 
Adobe and GE, which are all launching apprenticeships. Um, and he makes a very relatable comparison to sports teams, which build farm teams to train fresh talent. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it was a really cool comparison. It made it super relatable. And it reminded me of the Microsoft Leap program. Yes. Okay, so every month we read articles where journalists highlight coding bootcamp students who have had interesting career paths or experiences, and April was no exception. Lauren, what are students saying in Albuquerque? Yeah, I was reading about Kimberly Keller, who was a philosophy grad, and she was actually working in marketing when she decided to attend Deep Dive Coding's coding bootcamp. It's a 10-week course, and now she's a software developer at Zbyte Web. And so it's interesting because of the fact that even though she was making more money in her marketing role than her new junior software development role, she's excited about the new career trajectory and the fact that now she's on this career path that's going to have a higher earning potential. So it's really interesting. That's actually, yeah, that's super interesting and cool to think about. It's very cool. And then, um, Liz, it sounds like there was also an interesting Iron Yard student in D.C. Yeah, technically D.C. spotlighted an Iron Yard grad who was a teacher and then did Iron Yard and now teaches coding to teens. She actually founded Teen Bytes, which teaches middle and high school students HTML, CSS, JavaScript, all the basics in 12 weeks. So really cool to see somebody paying it forward. Yeah, that is really cool. I mean, speaking of paying it forward, there have been some new developments to help pay it forward and increase diversity in tech within the coding bootcamp industry. So Imogen, you read something really important for coding and veterans, right? Yes. Majority leader Kevin McCarthy introduced a bill in April that would cover the costs of tech courses like coding bootcamps for veterans. This bill would allow the Veterans Affairs Department to contract with, quote, reputable educational programs, end quote, that offer massive online courses and programming boot camps. So this pilot program would be expected to cost $75 million, and up to 50% of tuition would be subsidized, and vets would also receive a housing stipend. The bill was co-sponsored by Representative Will Hurd, who said, by turning our veterans into coders, we are better serving them and also investing in our economy. That's actually like super groundbreaking yeah. to see that type of bill in the house. There are already a few boot camps that have been VA approved though, right? Like they accept the GI Bill, Turing, WinCode, I think is the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. How will the bill affect those boot camps? Will they be... Yes. So this new bill would actually apply to coding schools and institutes which are not eligible to become GI Bill approved. Cool. We'll definitely need to keep an eye on that because that is like super groundbreaking. Very cool. Lauren, what did you read about this month in Stack Overflow? They just put out their new developer survey? Yes, they released their 2016 global study of software developers. They surveyed about 64,000 developers, and it really provides an interesting snapshot of the developer landscape. So I'm just going to run down just a few quick stats. So only 7.6% of developers are female, and... It, it talks about the fact that, you know, that is a very low number and the fact that women are more likely to become designers mm. as opposed to developers. That's interesting. That's something we talked about last, in an article last month. Mm-hmm. Oh, about kind of gender breakdown there. Definitely, okay, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, the survey also finds that 45% of developers consider themselves underpaid. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact, given right. we have stats on salary averages, but Pretty okay. Pretty nice salaries. Yeah. Okay. 
And maybe the most relevant to boot camps is the fact that with the increase in online resources and coding boot camps, 30% of developers has have less than three years of coding experience. So that's something that's really interesting. But yeah, definitely check out that report. It gives really great information. Yeah, always neat. So Austin's NPR station, KUT, did a pretty comprehensive look at the 18 boot camps in Austin and how they're making headway on increasing female and minority representation in tech. This was a neat article. Uh, Let's have a listen. With names like the Iron Yard, Galvanize, and Hack Reactor, they can sound intimidating. But it turns out coding boot camps draw a more diverse group of students than college computer science departments. Scott Good says this is often by design. He's the director of the Austin campus of Galvanize. The mission of Galvanize is pretty straightforward. It's about creating access to technology education and resources for people who might not have had access otherwise. And then by chance, Tech Cocktail actually spoke with a Galvanize Austin student named Tosin. This was such a touching story. He was a musician with a baby on the way. He had taken some Code Academy courses, but he was still getting turned down from the tech job that he was actually applying for. But he was so motivated, he overcame a ton of hurdles. He got a loan from a friend for the galvanized deposit, and then he completely crushed the boot camp, and he was offered a job at Common Edit, which helps musicians collaborate with each other and make music, which is like the perfect it career is. for Tosin because <laughs> he's a, a musician good story. as well. That's yeah, a really good lovely story. story. <laughs> Amazing. Very cool. I read about the fact that a coding school for adults with autism is planning to launch next year. So the organization Coding Autism, they are starting their Aspire Web Development Immersive Boot Camp, and the goal is to combat unemployment and underemployment rates among people with autism. That's so interesting. And I was wondering if there are particular characteristics that people with autism have that lends themselves to tech jobs. Yeah, this article was saying that research has shown that typical autistic characteristics such as attention to detail, affinity for repetitive tasks, and introversion are all traits that lend themselves to becoming a successful employee within the tech industry. Amazing. That makes sense. When does Aspire start? Aspire starts, um, they have in-person and online courses, and it's going to launch in Los Angeles in 2018. Amazing. Yeah. Well, something that goes hand in hand with boosting diversity in boot camps and in tech are scholarships. So there were a ton of exciting scholarships on offer from coding boot camps in April and ones that they announced for May. And we're going to put the links to each of those scholarships in the April News Roundup blog post per usual. But I thought we would run through them right now. Yeah. So one that I was particularly interested in was being offered by Inspiral Dev Academy, which is a coding bootcamp in New Zealand. And they are offering a 2000 scholarship to Maori and Pacifica applicants. And if you don't know, Maori are the indigenous people of New Zealand and Pacifica is a term referring to people from the many small Pacific Island countries near New Zealand. And both of those groups are very underrepresented in tech and in STEM in general. So this um, scholarship is very much needed. Very cool. Bustle and Flatiron School are offering $100,000 of scholarships to women, so applications to this scholarship are now open, and scholarship winners will get 50% off of tuition for the online web developer program at Flatiron. Oh, nice. Well, Triangle Communications is offering five $7,000 scholarships to learn to code at Big Sky Code Academy's full-time 12-week boot camp in Haver, Montana. So the Big Sky Code Academy's mission is to really bring 
computer science to all of Montana. Um, they have different programs where they work with 18 and up students. They have a Montana Code Girls youth group, and they have a Montana Teachers Teaching Tech to K through 12 educator program. So very cool. That's awesome. And Facebook has donated some of the proceeds from its recent F8 conference to Hack Reactor's Telegraph Track for underrepresented engineers. So Facebook's F8 conference was just last week, and they noticed that the attendees at the conference were only 29% women and 19% underrepresented ethnicities. So 250000 will now fund a scholarship for students who attend Hack Reactor's Telegraph Track, a program especially for underrepresented people in tech. And last year, Facebook actually did a similar thing and funded 20 diversity scholarships at Dev Bootcamp. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome that they're working with different schools every year. I wanted to give a quick shout out to the DVC, to Dev Bootcamp's Access Fund also, which offered 24 full tuition scholarships for members of underrepresented communities. The deadline for that was April 30th, so I hope everyone got their applications in, but just thought we would mention it. I also did talk to a girl who won one of Facebook's um, F8 scholarships last year, when, and that article interview with Arlene is on the blog now. Amazing. Hmm. And finally, in Michigan, Grand Circus just launched the Develop the Mitten Scholarship, which is designed for Michigan residents, and it covers the full cost of the 10-week full-time coding bootcamp for two different applicants, one to attend the bootcamp at the Grand Rapids campus and the other to attend at the Detroit campus. I think Michigan's week of code is also coming up May 6th through the 12th, so Michigan is having a serious tech moment. Do we know why it's called Develop the Mitten? Yeah. Great question, Imogen. I have no idea. Oh, you know why? I think because Michigan, isn't Michigan shaped like a mitten? Yeah. Oh, that, I was yeah. like, is this some that's kind of it. private joke that <laughs> I don't, I don't get? get? But, but I don't that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Okay. Well, next we're going to run down boot camps that have new courses and campuses and let you guys know about the new schools that have been added to course support this month. So, Imogen, what's happening with Coding Dojo? So Coding Dojo is adding new coding languages, Java and Spring, to their curriculum and launching a corporate training program. As well as those technologies, the school now offers C-sharp, Java, MeanStack, PHP, Python, Android, and iOS tracks. And in Delaware, the Delaware Online reports that zip code Wilmington is moving to a co-working space that's called The Mill. It seems pretty cool. I watched a video about it. Um, <laughs> so with more space, they're going to be able to add more cohorts and their JavaScript and Python classes, and they'll be able to accommodate all of their alumni at their alumni events. In Ironhack, a web and UX UI design bootcamp is launching a new campus in Paris. So registration is now open until June 1st. Um, and for the nine-week boot camp, the first class will be June 26th through September 1st. And also, if you sign up for this Paris cohort, you can receive a $1,000 discount. Cool. Yeah, and it's also, Ironhack published a really great guest post in The Local. It's a French publication about that, that expansion, so I think it might be worth reading. Very cool. And um, just an update on Sales Bootcamp. They recently acquired Inside Sales Bootcamp last month and united the brands under the Sales Bootcamp name. Um, so a technology sales recruiter launched Sales Bootcamp three years ago after finding that junior sales roles were surprisingly hard to hire for. And that was sales technology roles. 
Um, this three-month bootcamp is actually free and involves a one-week online bootcamp, then a three-month apprenticeship at a tech company. An Arizona community radio channel explained how the new University of Arizona Cody Moot Camp will help boost the city's workforce, which currently has a critical need for tech talent. So the boot camp is run in partnership with Trilogy Education, and it now runs about 18 boot camps at universities around the world. 18 different partnerships. That is insane. We cover all of those partnerships in our collaboration with higher education article on the blog. And I think, Imogen, you just updated that. So it should be super fresh for everyone. Yes. And the University of Maryland University College just announced that they are partnering with Reviture, which I'd say is probably Trilogy's number one competitor at this point. And then finally, CIO did a nice coverage um, of the Silicon Valley style boot camps in Australia. They mentioned General Assembly and Coder Factory. So that's another one to check out. Lauren, do you want to tell us about all of the new schools that you added in April? Sure, I'd be happy to. <laughs> so we have Austin Community College Continuing Education Coding Boot Camp in Austin, Texas, Code Chrysalis in Tokyo, Japan. The Coding Forum in Silicon Valley and Los Angeles, Tech 901 in Memphis, Tennessee, Queens Tech Academy in New York City, UNH Coding Boot Camp in Nashua, New Hampshire, UMass Amherst Coding Boot Camp in Boston, Massachusetts, Playcrafting, which is in NYC, San Francisco, and Boston, Green Fox Academy, which is in Budapest, Hungary, and Code University, which is in Berlin, Germany. Welcome to all of the schools. I love they have so many unique names. I love Green Fox and Playcrafting. Play yeah. yeah. Playcrafting play is names. game development, so that's that's, that's a cool, super cool, cool school. So cool. <laughs> awesome. So we are excited that this month we actually got an emailed question from a reader. Thank you so much, EJ, for emailing in. So EJ says, what skills would I be lacking in the long term if I go the boot camp route compared to a CS degree? He says, because of the limited time, I understand the knowledge between the two would be vastly different, but things like how a compiler works may not be very important for getting code out the door 95% of the time. But over the long term, will it hamper my growth as a developer? Hmm. He asks, what are other important fundamentals a bootcamp wouldn't have time to go over, but every developer should really understand for sound knowledge? This is such a good question. Thank you, EJ. A lot of people are just like, what are the differences between a CS degree and a boot camp? But you clearly understand what you would be like lacking and gaining with both. So a ton of people have this dilemma because coding boot camps are obviously cheaper, so they're a really interesting option, and they take a lot less time than a computer science degree. But they can offer more practical, hands-on skills and provide that personalized career services that get you a job sooner. But you may be lacking other skills. Right. So what we've learned from talking to people in the industry is that CS grads learn a lot more about things like algorithms and mm -hmm. systems architecture. And there usually isn't time to cover those things in a 12 week coding bootcamp that's mainly just focusing on learning the programming languages. Um, so these are things that you are unlikely to need in a junior developer role, but you are right in that you may need those things as you progress in your career. Yeah, but however, you can actually learn those things by yourself. So there are a ton of books on algorithms. You can also take MOOCs on Coursera or edX. Check out my article on how to keep learning after boot camp. I'll talk about it a little bit more later. But yeah, there are a lot of resources out there to help you learn on your own. There are also some boot camps that devote Saturdays to CS fundamentals, like Full Stack Academy. 
Yeah, at full stack, they'll spend Saturdays going over compiler theory, security, artificial intelligence, virtual DOM, version control, databases, a ton of stuff. And if you're worried about whether a coding bootcamp is actually going to get you a job when you're thinking about that versus a CS degree, just be reassured that we have talked to tons of employers from companies like Stack Overflow and Progressive Insurance, Cisco, Razorfish, like pretty legit companies who all say that coding bootcamp grads perform really well in technical job interviews and they have more practical skills than, than computer science grads and you'll learn the rest as you, as you go. And you might also be interested to know that many colleges are actually partnering with boot camps to teach intensive coding classes, like we just mentioned Trilogy and Revature. Um, so you can read more about these in the Chronicle of Higher Ed article that came out this week or on EAB. And we do also, as we mentioned, have an article about university and boot camp partnerships. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay, I think we have gotten through a ton for April. Let's wrap things up. Imogen and Lauren, what were your favorite pieces to write for the blog this month? I really enjoyed writing the How to Keep Learning After Boot Camp article. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, You know, attending a boot camp is hard, and we commend everyone who graduates, but we want you guys to remember that the learning doesn't end once you finish your boot camp. I mean, you're trying to have a lifelong career in coding, so you're going to always be continually learning new things. And so I think that you should definitely head on over to the blog. Um, we list out eight steps to keep you, you know, fresh and on, on, on point with your tech career. So definitely check that out. Yes, that's a great piece. Um, my favorite piece was an interview, which I just mentioned a minute ago with Arlene from Dev Bootcamp. She has such an inspiring story. Um, she was a math teacher who was enjoying encouraging kids to fall in love with STEM subjects. Um, she actually taught them some robotics and a bit of coding. And, and she really enjoyed that process and realized that she actually wanted to pursue a career in coding herself. Um, she was lucky enough to be awarded a diversity scholarship to attend DBC. And since she graduated, she got a job as an apprentice at NBC Universal. And she's also working really hard to be a role model for other women and Latinos to get into tech. Well, both of those pieces were amazing. And if you're listening, you can read both of them on the Course Report blog. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. And as always, we love to hear feedback. So email us at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes, subscribing to the Course Report podcast, and leaving a review. See you in May on the Course Report Coding Bootcamp podcast. Bye. Bye.